Hello. Hi, listeners. How Hello. are you doing? How you we doing, We are here for another episode of, you know, just the best pod in the game. Oh, the best pod in the game <laughs> doing our thing. And we and the actually best have co host ever. Yeah, uh, yes, for sure. You're the best co host, and so am I. And we actually have some some news to share to you guys. So unfortunately, this is our last episode of the season. Whitney and I will be taking a break and we will be back with season two and a couple of months. Time is a little rough right now. So um, we wanted to recoup, gather ourselves and get some rest first and foremost, because you know yes. we all need that. Whitney and I do a lot of things on the side other than the podcast. So we wanted to take a break gather ourselves so we can come back better than ever in season two. Right, Whitney? Yes. And season two will be kicking off with the long-awaited, incredible... Uh-oh. What is it? Black Panther. Yes! Cannot wait. And we'll, I'll, I'll also be spending some time during our break sp- uh, posting some of the photos from the first Black Panther night that Brandon and I went to go see together. Um, the most epic photos. Yes. Ever. <laughs> They're so good. I look at them every once in a while. They're like, so good. They come yeah. up on my like memory feed a lot. It's so, so good. It's so good. Yeah. But we yes. Really, we loved it. We loved it. And we will still be active on Instagram. So if you have any suggestions for season two, anything that we should watch, anything that we missed in season one, please share and give us all of your thoughts we will definitely take everything into consideration but yes we'll be back with back black panther for season two for our first episode cannot wait we can't wait (laughs) yes all right brandon so let's get into it what have you been consuming this week oh okay this week was actually a very very good one um coincidentally it's involving two Native American women, like in movies, um, two very se- different movies, separate movies. But um, the first one, I'm sure a lot of people have watched and talked about it because it's kind of big right now is um, Prey on Hulu. That shit was that. so good. Why was it so good? What was I don't know. It? I don't know. Honestly, actually... it was a perfect action movie. And I like had never seen like Alien or Predator, any of those. And Me neither. I literally sat down and I was fixated. She was kicking Same. ass. Same. <laughs> and like the crazy thing about it is like also it didn't have like a ton of dialogue. No. Like. And honestly, them, it didn't need it. Right. It didn't need any of it. They were just kicking ass. I, it was suspenseful. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. It was very good. I love and the it. ending. That's crazy. Oh. I kind of forgot about that. I didn't because yeah. I just watched it yesterday. So, oh, I watched <laughs> but it. It was like, so good. Yeah, it was I so good. It. Oh my god, it was so good. And the second one um, is called uh, "Catch the Fair One." It's by this like boxer um, actress, uh, Callie Reese. It's, it's kind of like it gave me the vibe of um, Taken, but she's mm. Native American woman looking for her sister, and she's also a bad bitch. She's kicking ass in this too. Whitney, I would definitely, like, I think it's on, I don't know where I streamed it from, but it was very good. 
very good. So, and I was just like, I cannot believe I'm watching two incredible movies that starring Native American women. And I haven't seen anything like that in such a long time, but catch a fair one. This woman was a bad bitch in like real time doing everything in a, like a semi-action revenge type movie that you would mm. think to do, you know, you're just like, pick up the gun. She picks up the gun. You're like, yes, girl, run and do something. It's so good. Yeah. It was so good. It had me, again, glued to the TV and it was very fun. So pray and catch the fair one. I the highly one thing recommend. about pray though, I don't want to, I don't want to hold you, but the one thing about pray, the whole movie, I was terrified something was going to happen to the dog. Like I, <laughs> I was, I literally could not handle that. Like Wait. every scene with Wait, the dog, like, I was like, run, run, dog, run. <laughs> and I was like, no, dog, no. Wait, and like, it was but just... like actually facts, because me and Corey said the same thing. We were like, if anything happens, just let, leave the dog alone. Like don't right. let the dog get hurt. And when don't the dog, the dog went after, The know, dog was also kicking predator. ass too, because he was, he was about one. He yeah, reminds me of your little dog you got, Carlitos. Carlitos. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, oh yes. God. So I also loved Prey. But uh, but what I wanted to talk about today is what I've been watching is a movie. Or no, uh, I guess like a limited series. I don't know. It's a two-part movie. Um, and it's Untold. If you haven't checked out the Untold <gasps> series. Girl. You know what I'm about to say. Oh, uh, the, my God. And if you have not watched, if you this was about the craziest shit I've seen in a long. Wait, let me get this out. Hold on. Okay, I'm sorry. If you have I'm not sorry. watched the Untold series. It's like a sports series oh. that, for some reason, Brandon and I gag at. We just love it. Remember the last one, Rumble at the Tumble? Or, or they, okay, I think I texted you. I was like, they are yeah. actually whooping ass. They was whooping the fans' ass. I've never seen anything <laughs> like that. Wait, so they're back with a new season. Their first episode, if it wasn't for Chrissy Teigen, I would have never known to go on and watch this. But I watched this on Friday night and I was completely riveted. It was about Manti Teo, okay, mm-hmm. who, if you don't remember, because I don't. I don't. Uh, I, I, I had no recollection. I was like, who is that man? Oh, and then I, I, was Googling, I was Googling. I was like, who is this? <laughs> who, who is that man? We clearly don't I watch sports, him. y'all. That's no, not our no, thing. No, not at all. <laughs> no. And I literally Googled and found out who he was. And then I found his Instagram and I was like, oh, he's fine. He is and a then, very good looking man. Yes, he is. And like, yes. I, I, I'm a huge fan. I don't even know if he still plays football, but I am a huge fan. I Googled. Okay? He doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Um, the ending was really heartbreaking. I, I cried. But if you don't know about him, basically he got catfished before it was, you know, before Neve came along and educated the girls on getting catfished. And he got catfished really hard to the point that, um, yeah, this girl like was talking about how she got resurrected. It was too much. Like she basically said that she died and he turned it into like his story. Um, And like it got him a lot of national recognition. And then basically when they found out she was a catfish, they thought that he was in on it. They thought he was gay. It was like this whole thing. It's insane. Let me tell you the worst part of the whole thing for me was how – the whole conversation shifted 
to everyone guessing his sexuality. Who so cares? Gross. Why so that, was that such a big thing? And like on big news outlets saying, so oh, gross. well, he got catfish. Well, is he gay? Is he gay? It's like, why the fuck do you care? Yeah. Why is this the conversation? We should actually be talking about the person that catfished him. But that's a yeah. whole nother, that, cause that person. <laughs> now, Brandon. Whitney, Whitney, <laughs> Whitney. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're not going to even talk about that. But oh, anyway, God. it's really oh, good. God. It's really riveting. I highly recommend it. If you like real stories, uh, if you like docs and like real stories, and maybe even if you like sports, um, yeah. you know, I would check it out. But it's really interesting. We're not going to give anything away. Um, but I'm sure I, everyone here. But if you if you actually stories. want to scream, what the hell am I watching? Please watch this. It's yeah. very good. Okay, there's something I need to get off my chest when Let it comes to this. What is it? Um, so, when he was younger, he he his teeth were very different. Um, and then he Wait, who? Mantiteo? Yes, and then he got his teeth done, and he like he he was cute back in the day. He is fine. He's like actually fine. Like. Oh my god! When he was like crying, saying like people make fun of me at the end, I was like, who? I was like, who, who? I will fight them who? for you, literally for you. <laughs> I got you. What is your wife boo. doing that she's allowing this to happen? I, honestly, because I would be walking around with boxing gloves, like what? <laughs> but I, I didn't get it. Teeth what? will really change your life. <laughs> Is what I needed to get off my chest, and that reminded me of another sports icon, uh, uh, David Beckham, Chris, Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay? Oh yeah, the glow up teeth. I also think it's money. Let's be real. Okay, well that too, but yeah. woo, he is fine. Anyway, all right, I digress. We got things to talk about. We, we got, got things uh, to talk about. We got Ooh. we got something. We got a really hot and sexy show that we're going to be talking about for our season one finale. And, and that is P-Valley. P-Valley down in Puss Valley. Oh my yes. gosh, I'm so excited. Okay, yes. we're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back to talk about P-Valley. M. M I Crick a letter Okay y'all we clearly are a big fan of P Valley so yes. welcome back we are gonna get into it wouldn't you wanna Wait. tell them No I'm what? sorry What I was just gonna say like it's so crazy though that we were we we were so resistant to the series Wait, but like for real, we were. It's so crazy. Like, and I don't know why. I mean, because I mean, we can unpack you know, why. Yeah, I, I think we need to because there there is a a weird stigma that I kind of felt like thinking about this show before mm -hmm. I yeah. watched it, and let's do that at the end. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I want to first talk about how much I truly did love this show. Me too. And uh, I wish season three was already like out here because I'm ready. 
I'm yeah. ready. Your boy yeah. is ready. And uh, what a fucking fantastic soap opera that we <laughs> got soap placed opera. in our lap. It's so yeah. good. How do you it's like so it? Good. I mean, I love it. Um, I think it's beautiful. I think it's whimsical. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the yeah. pinkness is so tangible too, because it's a part of their like lighting structure. And it's like a part of like the mood of the series of, of the series. They have like this very, almost like euphoria. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, look and feel about that. Yeah. It's shot really, really well. And like, I think I, I, I often wonder mm-hmm. like if like the, um, the people who shoot it are, like sports photographers or like camera operators that shoot like sporting events or something because wow let me tell you there's something when they slow down wait they are something because they shoot these black people in this dark lighting and they perfectly perfect yes the one thing about the show is absolutely gorgeous so if you're not into like the soapy drama of any type of shows and you just want to watch something beautiful, this is it because it is Especially inside the pink. Breathtaking. Inside the pink. Yeah. Uh, I, but, wait, I do want to pause. This show really did have me speaking in that Southern accent in my head. <laughs> the pink, the inside the pink and Framley. <laughs> Framley. And Framley. <laughs> And I honestly said, where they do that at? Where they do that at? Like eight yes. times. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I've never said that in my life. And now I can't stop saying it. <laughs> where they do that at? First where of all, I've been at? saying that all my life. <laughs> where they do that at? Um, but no, I do. I think that it's really good that we're starting off with like how beautiful the show is shot yeah. and like how different it is because that was one of the first things that stood out to me um, on my second watch. So I, I originally watched it and I watched the first two episodes in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was like, mm, this isn't for me, but I wasn't really like paying attention. Um, but when I watched it again, I skipped past those episodes, those like starter episodes. And I went straight to episode three and I watched from there like a weirdo and actually being like in the thick of it immediately kind of helped. So I do think like, if you don't like, if you're not a slow start, person or like a person who kind of like struggles with getting into new series like soap operas I think the ramp up is actually a little steep for this series um to be honest but can I just tell you my favorite part of this entire series is whenever they are and they did this first season they did the second season whenever there's like these insane beautiful scenes uh stripping scenes Mm -hmm. um they like slow it down as we talked about but then they they lower the audio and just Whitney I was gonna say that was my favorite part oh my I know god what you're, it's, it, finish telling the people about it because yes. it's so good yes and like they lower the audio <sighs> the the music and and it's just isolated to the strippers breathing oh my and it's god. like this like isn't it it's fascinating <gasps> Yes. And they're like literally on a pole, like 20 feet in the air, twerking literally on a ceiling. And all you hear is, <laughs> and you're like, oh my God. Yes. And like, honestly, when I first watched that, because I think one of the characters, Mercedes, does that, 
And I was like, oh my God, wait, what is about to happen? Is she about to fall? Because typically when you hear that, you kind of, something like really dramatic happens and they're like, no, the drama is happening on the pole. She yes. is working, okay? Yes. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. Oh my God. And they do it a lot and it's not mm-hmm. annoying. It's like, it's really, really drawing. It's okay. incredible. Before we go any further, what is your relationship with strip clubs? I love strip clubs. <laughs> I do. We've never what? been to a strip club together, have we? Uh, actually, yes, we have. Which one? Um, we went some. We went to one in the Bronx. Uh, no. I friend, yes, yes, we did, and that's where the strip clubs are. You don't remember? Uh, no. I'm pretty okay, sure. So I- I'm pretty sure we had some friends from Chicago visiting. Perhaps even my sister was here too. And like, it was a big group of us. And I know for a fact, we all went to that strip club. Yes, we love a good strip club. I love a good strip club because to me, it's like the epitome of party. It's like Uh a really fun party. And I just do, I genuinely think, I've, I've always had a lot of respect for strippers. And that's why I really like this series because I think that this series gives them the respect that they deserve. Like, also that could be because I took a strip I mean, a, a pole dancing class, mm. and I could not even lift myself off the ground. It, isn't it really? It's it's not about like strength, no, because no. they like talk about that. And I, I was telling someone, I was like, they were like, it's it's about shifting your weight and like learning your body. And the way that they were kind of describing it when they were Girl. teaching one of the characters on there, and I was like, oh, is that that's true? probably it? Yeah, yeah. You're I don't right. know. Yeah. I have no idea. I've never tried it, but. They show was on that Poland the show, and I really do love a good strip club. Me too. The yeah. best strip club I ever went to, though, was, and I was with a, a terrible crowd, but when I went for, uh, in Miami, I went to Tootsie's, um, and that's <laughs> back when I was when I was eating lemon pepper wings. I went because oh. I wanted the wings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was still eating chicken back then, and I went... And I had the lemon pepper wigs and they, they had, and that, that was the closest I think I've ever come to something like the pink. The, okay. Um, oh, where have you been? I had never, I had never been to one close to the pink. Uh, the strip clubs okay, that we used to go to, we gonna have to go to Miami or maybe we just go to Mississippi. Like facts. Field trip. Like, field back, trip. back, 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 back. <laughs> I feel like they got to be hot in Atlanta too. Um, Anywhere in the South, like they not, it wasn't uh, happening in Iowa where I went to college because those strip clubs are horrible. And the only reason we went there every Thursday night, literally every Thursday night, is because they had dollar beers, and um, the strippers were horrible, barely dancing. Nothing, nothing beats the strip club that. Um, our good friend and I went to in London, which quite possibly was the most, like, it's almost as if they don't, I was like, have you guys seen America strip club? Like, <laughs> like, also they were all, um, what? And they all literally, Brandon, like, they, they came out and they just were like kicking the ground. I don't want slow dancing. You need to I, be I want twerking. Cirque de Soleil. Like, for real. I want, like, that's what I like. I don't care about twerking. I want Cirque de Soleil. Like, I want you to go to the top 
and like for me to be scared that you're gonna die like how many times did that happen in this series where you were like oh uh, no and they caught themselves the whole time the whole time yeah yeah okay so i also did a little bit of research on this and the girls in the series like the main girls that we see stripping the most uh-huh. um they actually most of them uh do most of their stunts but then they hired a few girls out of atlanta and Ooh. a few mm-hmm, a few girls out of miami some of the okay. best strip clubs in the world and they brought they flew them in they flew them out and they had them <laughs> they got flewed out they got flewed out and they had them uh, teach. Like they had to, under, all of the main girls and like all the main strippers that you would actually see in this series, they all had to learn pole dancing. And then on top of that, um, they uh, they did most of their scenes. But some of them did get um, uh, stunt doubles. But the person who got the stunt doubles the least, would you like to guess? Oh, I already know. It had to be Mercedes. Yes, it like, was. Like, for real. Because you can see Mercedes on She's that working. pole. She was yeah. working. You, she, what an incredible athlete she is. She's a dancer. Um, did some research on her. And she has been dancing forever. She's been, like, in this game for a long time. Ugh. It's so amazing to see, like, a little-known act- actress like this getting her shine. Because- I was thinking, almost everybody's really little known in this show oh except, except one dynamic one <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute Loretta Divine you lost girl <laughs> I think cause you know you watched it way before me and finished it and I sure was like wait a minute I gotta catch up mm-hmm. and I think I text you Loretta Divine question <laughs> what <laughs> was did. she doing Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing. Loretta Devine just popped up oh. one day and was like, "I'll take it." And yeah, she's like, "I'm here." I did kind of. I did kind of love it though. No, if I I actually think she's doing a certain like like that. I think if in in anyone else's hands, that role could be a lot more caricature-y than it is honest. And in her hands, it does actually feel like a lived-in character. Yeah. That is, you know what's funny is that, okay, so let's talk about um, Uncle Cliff. Finally. Because I actually said the same thing about his character. Like, the first, like, four episodes, I was like, he kind of feels a little caricature He kind of sounds like he took a page out of Tyler Perry's Medea. A little bit. And I like I kept saying I was like, oh gosh, like what's really happening? But I'm still like loving him because like his like relationship with Lamurda and like all of this stuff that's going on and how like of a like really like powerful figure in these lives of these women that he really is and yes. you're just like taken away by him. But he turns that as the show progresses, he's like, wait a minute, I am fucking a, like a mainstay in this show. And you're going to learn today. It's he's so good. He's just a real character. He's like, a real I, character. I feel like I could easily know someone like him. Yes. And that's, like, like, that's like how very I feel true. about a lot of the characters. And like, yeah, I mean, I just, I, okay, you already brought it up. So let's just go I ahead actually, and talk about it. Wait, but like to say that, I, I feel that 
I, I like feel like I know a lot of these characters, like for real, for real. Yeah. Like a lot of the writing in the show is so well written because they really are like wait we're gonna show you that these could be real people and these are people that may be in your lives etc it's so good um but okay since i already said it we're gonna talk about little murder and uncle cliff (laughs) can we just pull over for a second and just say that little murder and mercedes deserve their things um it's actually shameful it's shameful that they haven't really should be recognized and like nominated for every fucking award they're good yeah you want to talk about the two standout actors in this show it's them yeah they're so good and like they deserve more shine and i i mean we could talk about this for days but like how like you know like popularized um like television and um, like awards organizations are never going to recognize a show called, like P Valley, but it is really sad because Mercedes is acting her ass off. Oh my and God. Little Murder is literally playing a very like a character with so much duality and so much empathy and like kindness, but also like can murder someone, huh? Like, like even when and like actually did all of those things. And, and I was shook. <laughs> I was like, that's not you. But then I realized like, oh, he's actually just a person who contains like multitudes. Yeah. And yeah. And layered on top of like being a big homosexual. <laughs> a very, very big <laughs> But he's like just a, a big homo. Yeah. Like season one with Uncle Cliff. Like okay. I absolutely loved their relationship. Loved it. I did understand the dynamics because, you know, he's trying to be a rising star and Uncle Cliff knows the dynamics of it. But like the way that he was a little mean at the end wasn't so bad for me because Uncle Cliff should like could have thought about like, hey, wait a minute. Maybe that's not the time that could be rubbing on him. Yes. You know, like and he already said that he said that made that established at the beginning of their relationship. He's like, look, you we can't even go out on a date. And they named all of those like really sad like events that happened to the other gay characters like that aren't in the show, but they were just like, oh, Tanya and Lisa who got murdered at the Waffle House or something like that because yeah, they were like sad. a gay couple. It's just really sad. But so he knew that. Like mm-hmm. so I didn't think it was that big of a deal. But until season two, when his gay ghost from the past came to be a security. Okay, wait, hold on. Before we move on to that mess, that utter and complete mess, um, I, I, though, I identify, though, with Uncle Cliff. Like, I think that he just didn't want to be a secret. And yeah, I think, like, but... you can understand so much. Like, he, he, I'm sure he understood so much, but, like, I think that's just his whole thing is, like, he just didn't want to be anyone's secret. And, like, because of how he lives his life out loud, and it just, I, I, I could see that being a huge concern for me. And like, I would, like, I'm obviously not a non-binary. Um, uh, and I keep saying he, I'm so sorry. Yeah. He, she, is a she, she, yes, she, my, I'm really sorry about that. Um, she did not want to be identified as a secret. And um, I completely um understand that 
I mean, I, I 1000%. It's like trauma, you know? Yes. But he said it, he said he didn't want to be anybody's secret. But she, uh, she <laughs> said she didn't want to be anybody's secret. However, she did not listen to respectfully what Lil Murder was really trying to do and say at that moment. Yeah. So I got it. Like both of them in a wrong, but yeah, it sucked. Yeah. But that what great like storyline that was written in there because I loved like seeing that. Me too. That was really good. Um, but let's talk about the gay ghost because that was probably one ghost. of the worst characters of all time. Of all times. All I, time. I'm pretty sure I'm willing to just put it like just like that bad. Like that a worst. bad character, but just the worst. The yeah. worst. Um, actually, yeah, worse than he. He has a a close second. <laughs> That's also in the show. <laughs> oh my god. Well, okay, we're gonna oh. get there. We're gonna get there. Oh but let's god. talk about the gay ghost. What a terrible write-in. I get the. I get if he had his past with little murder and jail and blah blah blah. However his like weird aggression and i i just i also didn't think i needed the storyline of like the riots and like everything that was like happening to us yeah. at like literally in real life i was just like oh this kind of feels a little lazy mm-hmm. so season two was a little rough for me because i was it like was. what are you really writing from like everybody's experiencing this right now so like why did we need to see it in mm-hmm. this show like so i didn't love that but he was so aggressive and like he actually kind of terrified me in a few moments because I was like, what is he going to do? Because he, they're in a room with um, Mississippi, Keyshawn and I was just like, oh God, like don't hurt her, like get out of there because she's already had so much trauma herself. Oh Lord, we're going to talk about that oh, white yeah, devil. We gotta... <laughs> but like <laughs> We got oh, a white my... devil and a gay devil. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. But hold on. I just felt like there would have been easier ways to say um, Lil Murder been gay. Yeah, really. Easier ways. And I don't think that that was the right way to talk about black mental health. No, it Um, really wasn't. And I know that that's that's what they were trying to do, but that's my biggest critique about season two. I think that they were like, okay, okay, we have some success off of season one. We can't just be a stripper show anymore. We have to like actually like talk about things. That yeah. are happening in the world. And like, honestly, no, you don't. To be no, you don't. completely just... real. Like, stay stay to the subject subject matter. And yeah. that's it. Um, like, and honestly, they did if, too much. You're right. If Stay there. Give us what we want. We want the drama in the strip club. Mm-hmm. We want the drama around the pink. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, let's not go too off the beaten path and try to fix everything. Because we can't, we're not going to do it in the show. Yeah, and it was kind of weird. And yeah, you're right. The way that they brought up mental health was not good because I don't want to spoil what happens, but that was okay, also we very traumatic. We gave a good amount of time after the finale. If you have not seen it yet, that's on you. Oh, what I'm talking about is not even in the finale. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about something that happened like five weeks ago. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, I'm talking about the suicide for yeah. the gay devil. I hated that. The gay devil. Yeah, and like there was, this was season two actually introduced quite a few plot holes as well. 
Yeah, you're right. But and like also the whole like what happened, like at least tell us or show us exactly how they met. They alluded to how they met, but like it was just weird. I I wanna I'm gonna say season two definitely was weaker because they gave the whole flashback episode to Keyshawn, who I don't think really needed that. I didn't care. I am a Keyshawn fan. I I am a Keyshawn Keyshawn fan, but I did not. Yes, but I didn't need the backstory because there are other characters. Better backstories. Yes. And like, if we're talking about like introduce that um, LaMurda Bengay, he could have had a backstory. There you go. Really? Instead of this whole weird thing with the security guard, ex- Sailmate diamond? or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, that. Yeah, that the gay I'm like, devil. Secure, I said diamond. <laughs> you talking oh, about I my DD? <gasps> oh my god, mm, we gonna talk about that. Um, anyway, so yeah, it, they did too much. But let's let's talk about some of my one of the things that I think is like one of the weirdest parts about this series, but actually has made me like has become like such an identifier, which is their use of magical realism. Um, <laughs> they really, they really doubled down in season two. In season one, too much in season two. I would say it did kind of feel as if it came out of nowhere, but towards the end, I got so used to it. I was like, sure, his dead mom is talking to him, of course. Yeah, you know, like I wait. Did they do that in season one at all? So I watched. I can't. Can- I can't candidly, recall. I watched the whole thing within like a few. I'd, like so I'm going to tell you, so. I, I'm fresh off. I, they didn't. Season two was way too much of it. I think so. From the whole dead man at the pink thing to Diamond all of a sudden being yeah, a shaman. Uh, voodoo, <laughs> voodoo to priest. the amount of flashbacks that exist. Like not flashbacks, but I'm sorry. The amount of dead visitations that we had I think I I towards the end just got used to it I became numb to it if you will but I don't think it was necessary I don't they could have written that much better um I also it felt rushed almost yeah like but you know what it did remind me of true blood from the beginning it kind of reminded me of true blood which big fan? Uh, yeah, again, <laughs> <laughs> big fan, big fan. True Blood so was I'll, in the diner. Uh, this is in a strip club. Hello, <laughs> that's my show, and I'm a stick winner. Okay, big fan. Fine, fine. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. It got a little kooky, but mm-hmm. I, I did. I the one little flashback and little realism thing that I loved was seeing the pink. Like at it's like prime back in like another the 70s. better flashback. Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> that really cool. I was like, good. I actually want to yeah. see a little bit more of that. I want to learn like more. Se- yes, and I want to learn more about um, Uncle Clifford's mother. Yeah. Um, even though she did come in a few times, I loved. I think that another thing that made me angry about the gay devil was just. The fact that they were playing into a trope of like that gay relationships often end in tragedy. 
how did that make you feel? Did you even notice it? Did you even care? Um, I, I, I didn't. Because I think Lil Murder and Uncle Cliff's relationship is the real Trump, story. Yes. Yeah. And like, I didn't really care. I didn't care about the, the relationship ending in tragedy with uh, the gay devil. <laughs> it was the fact that he committed suicide that shook me. Because I was like, that's beyond just like tragedy. Like, why did they even have to do that? Why couldn't he just be like, I'm going to leave you forever. And I'm going to, instead of, because they were trying to fire him, you know? So it was just like, he could have been like, I'm making a decision. I'm leaving. I'm going to go to fucking Europe. I don't know. You know, like really get out of here. So yeah, that felt weird. I didn't need that. That traumatized me a little bit more than the relationship itself. Yeah. But the one shining thing is that it seems like when it comes to Uncle Clifford and her mom, there is a relationship of like acceptance um, and love and that she always encouraged her. So like that to me was like, oh, I'd like to see more of that. Yes. Especially within the black community. Like if we want to actually, like, you could be doing smaller things, is what I'm trying to say. You don't have to take these big swings. Like, you could be doing smaller things to be subversive and to be political. You don't have to take these big swings, like having a very small scene about Black Lives Matter and then never talking about it again. Or having us, like, guess that this man is struggling with mental health issues but never actually talk about it. Like, there's just a lot Lindsay. of... Yeah. Yeah, it's a little lazy. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, I didn't look this up, but you know these things better than me. Um, were the writers from the same ones from season one and two? Okay, so I don't know, um, actually. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I would venture to say yes, because I would say it's very rare if you have a hit show that you're like, release the writer's room. <laughs> Like, you know, you usually, like, bring them back. But, like, I'm sure there were some additions. Um, I do know, notably, there is one writer in particular who is a gay Black man who wrote a lot of this. And I know that because I follow him on Twitter. And he was very vocal this season. Because if you may or may not know this, Brandon, but uh, the people were mad about the gay sex. Oh, I did know that. And I... I, I think I told you it wasn't that bad. It I was really like, wasn't. I, I literally asked Brandon, I said, that's how you do it. I never, I, I honestly, it, I asked him that, something very in particular that about one, the case yeah. Because this, if you haven't seen it, I, <laughs> I would sex. actually encourage you to watch it because there's one part of that whole thing. And I think that's probably what really got people shook because honestly, the actual sex quote unquote act of it and that the way the, the way that they shot it was not vulgar or bad at all. Like, mm-hmm. I think just people probably were a little shook at what happened at the beginning of that. But yeah. truly they had straight sex scenes and you're seeing ass and titties bounce legit all over. So to say like, I can't watch the gay couples do it. 
but I'm gonna, you know, sit here and watch that. I get the show is about strippers, but it's not only about that. You have very yeah. prominent gay characters in the show. So from season one, from the first episode. So if you yeah. really didn't want to watch it for gay sex, you should have turned it off a long time ago. So goodbye Ooh. to all of those. Tell them. <laughs> Tell them. But really. No, but seriously. <laughs> didn't make any sense. Yeah. No, seriously. But like, not only that, but I think that, like, I think that people are just are probably not used to seeing masculine to masculine black men mm-hmm. like also like lots of scenes of intimacy like the scene where they went that's what it, that's probably what the, and they like held each yeah. other's hand like you know like they they were tender like to each other in bed i thought that yeah. was so sweet i know even with the gay devil uh no not the gay devil with oh, I, I was talking about the, the date the murder that they went on I mean, let's just oh, talk the, about it. When he tried to rub his hand at the yes, <laughs> yes, I thought that was cute. Um, but I would like to discuss the ending of the series of the season two. Um, if you are a person who has not caught up and you just still decided to collect class play on this episode, go ahead, and <laughs> go ahead and press pause and come on back. Um, but. There's a beautiful scene at the end of season two that I think I love that I felt like even I was overcoming a lot of my own feelings about like, like what I had experienced throughout the season, like my own fears for these characters and like living in the deep South and being so openly gay. Like I was like, Oh no, don't let anything. I I was scared. I was scared. From the second I that's so I think that's why I was a little shook when Uncle Cliff came in and was touching Love Murder's shoulder and like rubbing yeah. his back. Cause I was like, oh my God, please don't hurt Uncle Cliff. Like, come yeah. on. These strippers will actually fight you. Yeah. <laughs> and like I and like and it's it terrified me, mm-hmm. truly. But you're absolutely right. It it was so beautiful to see mm-hmm. the embrace. And I think that's what I really, really loved about the ending. Yeah. And um, but I was actually sorry. I was actually thinking this. They had that party, but they were always like just a tight knit group of people. How can they? Everyone knew that Little Murder and Uncliff were together. You I mean, know, Mississippi did. Mississippi did. So did um, Mercedes. And so did No, she um, didn't. She acted so shocked. She said, That's you? Oh, really? Okay, yeah. She did say that. But wait, like, but the, wait, what what was the big L? I love that phrase. When big, when you're when you're talking oh, to someone big? and then you see some or or when you're talking to someone and someone comes up to you and goes and that points that person and goes, That's you? I that's said, you? Mm-hmm. That's me. <laughs> I love that phrase. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a good phrase. That's so funny. Um, okay, so let's just like take a quick pause. I want to talk about Autumn Haley Lakeisha before we end this conversation. <sighs> what a waste of space in a literally dumb another the worst character. The worst from character. the beginning. From the literal beginning, I don't I understand. Guess... She's also the, one of the worst actresses on the series. Oh my god! Wait, but did you hear the news? Is she off? Yeah. Good. Yeah. What she, happened? So you know, <laughs> so you know that her character like runs away. Yeah, you know. Great. Um, 
but she came out and said, I really feel strongly that this is the end of Autumn's road in a show and I, I won't be returning to the show. Bye! Bye, Bye girl! Bye, Lakeisha Bye. Sandfield or whatever your name is. Lake- Lakeisha <laughs> Autumn. I had to look at my notes. Lakeisha Autumn Haley. She, Bye, girl! Oh, oh my Bye. God. The worst. Yeah, she's the, the worst. absolute worst. But that happens a lot, I feel like, in sometimes ensemble series. Like, the worst character is sometimes the one that will be at the forefront so that they can like be a, like a like a Trojan horse for the other characters to come forward. Like they did that for Orange is the New Black, you know, I didn't like watch that. yeah. Okay, well whatever. All right. Um I know we have to we have to give this thing it's it's fist bumps, fist bumps but I, I want us to talk about um the there's a enormous cast. There's so many supporting characters. It's such a big cast. We cannot spend as much time as we want to to talk about all of them. So, would love to know what are your faves and what are the okay. ones that you hope do not survive to season two. Okay, let's start with three. Uh, season three. Three. Um, but okay, my three favorites, ranking them. Oh. Mer- Mercedes. Okay. Uh, Uncle Cliff. Supporting. Uh, okay, but everybody's really supporting. No. Okay, okay, so let's do it this way. Okay, so I'm not ranking them, but three favorites. Okay. Um, Mississippi, I love her. She's not, she can't be, everybody can't be a main character. <laughs> okay, we say right? the mains. We say the mains. Uh, they are I, billed as mains. Uncle Cliff, Mercedes, um, Autumn, Mississippi, and Fake Obama. Oh, I actually kept I, calling him fake Obama too. I hate him. They're all billed as mains. Oh. Okay, so this is actually a little harder. Okay, I guess I like I guess. Um yeah. I actually like that new stripper. What was her name? Um what Okay, was perfect. That? I'm gonna tell you my faves because Yeah, go ahead. Because yeah, yeah. Because yeah. my you're talking about roulette. Roulette. I yeah. she's a bad bitch. I like her I little, little storyline. She has a. I also liked how like condensed her storyline was. Whoever's been writing for her, amazing job. Leave but it. I al- but I also liked her old her homegirl whisper. I did like her too. <laughs> and like the way she would pop up and be like, "Oh, you ready for twins? You ready?" <laughs> I love that shit. I love her. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait. All right. Pause. Pull over. Could you imagine season three, autumn, walking around pregnant with twins? I, please, that would have been please. so annoying. Thank God she is gone. Just go. Just go. Like, goodbye. The show Good will riddance. be better without you. Please. Um, okay, Diamond. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite characters on the entire series. I love him very much. And then a character I would like to see more screen time of next season, Maine. Maine. Now, if you don't know who Maine is, Maine is Mercedes' neighbor. Who belongs in the rival oh, gang that... <laughs> <laughs> against Little Murder? He's probably going to be a bigger character next season because him and Little Murder are about to go up against each other with their mate, with their you know the, them gangs. The gang, the gang. Um, but I'm obsessed with Maine. I think he's amazing and very very funny. So, um, but also he's just fine. Okay, uh, all right. Like, so 
Have you gathered yourself now? Have yes, you I did out? because that was really annoying because everybody gets like the same amount of screen time. No. Kind of. So, uh, okay. So I'm saying um, roulette. Okay. <laughs> That's one of my favorites because I did love her. I also, I'm going to say Gidget. I liked her a lot. I don't know. I was like, she's fun. And she was just like always there looking out for her girl. And that I do think like it's funny that they off. just were like, no, thank you for season two. <laughs> they just yeah, got rid of her really kids. They were just like, okay, you're moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you moved, girl. You moved. <laughs> um, and then it's, a, it's also a tie between Big L, the security right. guard, because I loved his relationship with uh, Uncle Cliff yeah, and Diamond. Nice. Yeah. I really like Diamond because of his looks and, uh, yeah, his character. <laughs> okay, so worst ones, um, Big Bone. So wait, we're doing only the worst supporting characters too. Yes. Oh, yes, God. Brandon. Okay. okay. We're leaving the main cast alone. Big Bone was just annoying. Big Bone was annoying. She was annoying. Uh, but I but feel like she's she going to be big act. in season three. Also, she could not act. For the life of her. Like, uh, I have Whitney, never seen... Whitney, a lot of them can't act. Okay, but Brandon, this was bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, she was bad. bad. She was bad. Yeah, okay. Uh, Corbin Kyle, the mixed man. Oh, my God. I liked him when he was, like, being dominated at the beginning, the first couple episodes of season one. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, did he turn into the worst person? Oh my and God. two. Also, his character is just so stupid in the accent. Goodbye. What is this accent? How is somebody even, should like kill kill him off, please? No, he's the little dumbest character. <laughs> um, fake Obama's wife. Fake Obama. <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> okay. Wait. She. It's going to be a big character in season three because she's staying Ugh. so dumb. I'm so over it. I, would I was be okay so if they over it. I, I, I hate fake Obama, but my goodness, is his wife so unnecessary? So unnecessary. Okay. I, I have a few more. Okay, uh, come on. I hate, I hate Terika and her fake mom. I, Mercedes' oh, daughter. Yeah. She's oh, just yeah. annoying. Like, she was annoying. I, I, and that storyline is dumb. I, I get it. It's a relevant storyline. Maybe See, it was that's, that's a good storyline that I think we really needed instead of a lot of other stuff that happened because I liked, even though Terika is really annoying and she just doesn't listen. And the whole She's time I was just stupid. like, she needs She's to be popped. Character. Somebody pop her because she is not I just not don't like, like how the way she talks. Ugh. Oh. Oh my God. But like, I did like the storyline of the pregnancy and like the question about abortion and like all of that. I I think we needed that. Yeah. Because I felt that happening at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh finally coach and his lesbian wife. <gasps> I love the lesbian wife. I Vera? loved that. I loved it. I thought that was very fun. Coach, I actually was mad because Coach was kind of cute in season one, but the character changed. I know, they the recasted him. And I was like, After, that is not the Coach to, that... Wait, they tried to play it off and say, you got old in the pandemic. No. Sir, I did sir. laugh. I was like, excuse me. 
somebody please what what happened to that man like did he have covid like you got got covid so we got to switch the whole actor out he probably had covid or he probably didn't want to get vaccinated Uh, oh that Uh, actually might be that might be it yeah okay wait so i'm gonna do my worst characters um it's derek Okay. The, the uh, white devil. awful white, the white devil, the man beater. Uh, we mean goodbye. Beater. Uh, whatever. He actually whooped Diamond's ass, and I was kind of sad about that. Let's be real. That and, was also very out of character for a woman beater. Usually, women beaters are like very bad weak. at actually fighting. Yeah. yeah. So he's like a monster. Yeah. He can go. Um, I'm actually really happy this person died because Rome was the worst. <laughs> happy this person died oh my god yes uh i cannot believe he tried to do that to beloved mississippi but that was horrible and uh, um mercedes mom uh patrice woodbine hater i i actually kind of love her i came around to her a little a teensy teensy little bit with at the very end at the last episode but my god Season that one. strip club dance that she did, that she was like, uh, I had to hoe. <laughs> I was a hoe. She said, I yes, lied. I was a hoe. <laughs> I cheated. I loved it. I kind of loved it. It was great. She's like, and I told y'all I was. And she's like, yeah. and I have been born again. Uh, annoying. I thought that was very annoying. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait. Another person that I loved was DJ Never Scared. Oh, he was good. And oh, then he, he just disappeared. So they said that he went to go be a real... Uh, a uh, real but he was doing his thing. I, I would uh, love if producer. he came back and sprinkled a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. he's he was a child. He can't be... His whole life can't be in the pink like that. Yeah. Like, he's truly. he was very talented. But I just... I really did like that. Yes. Um. Mm. Okay. Are we ready to do... Um. Oh! Before we do that, sorry, I I cannot let this conversation go by without talking about Katori Hall. Um, I have been following her um, ever since she came out with this series. Um, I love her. She's so if you don't know, she's the creator of P Valley, Um, a very, very incredibly talented black woman who before this was a playwright. It's actually really interesting to see how she translates. for the, for the, from the stage to the screen, especially for series. Um, that's really interesting to me. Um, but one of the things I heard about this was that she just like, I heard a few things about her, but the first thing is, is like why there's so much like ties to otherness in this series and also just like um, queer relationships. Um, because if you were to ask anyone, like really this is a, this is a love story about Uncle Cliff and Little story, Murder. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like I think that's the best part. Like, frankly, that's my favorite part about this series. But uh, basically, growing up, she watched her brother experience a lot of like um, homophobic, like bullshit. Um, and yeah, and so she, um, who is a, a queer man, queer black man, so she just really wanted that story to be told, and that's why so much there's so much queerness in this, which I just really love. I love. A sister would have mentioned, you know? Um, but then not only that, um, another cool story I heard was that she, or not cool, but just like, oh my God, so stars, 
uh, she went around to every network and like pitched this. Of course, she like, you know, everyone and was like, here's my stripper show. Let's get this made. It also started as a play first and it did really well. And then so she wanted to turn it into a series because she just felt like there was so much more to tell. Uh, and everyone turned it down because they were like, we're not, no, we don't want your stripper show. Very nice. Of I'm course, actually happy they did because Stars was letting it hang out. Oh. So. Stars was, was like, you got some black shit? <laughs> oh, oh, you got some black shit? Because you oh. know, we the whole power. So we, they oh, literally took that. Pun intended. Literally. <laughs> Uh, they took that show and they swooped it up. And uh, she said that they were the only ones that said yes. She didn't have a chance to do a bidding war because there was not one. Um, so anyway, Katori Hall deserves her flowers. I think what she's done is some incredible things. And I hope that next season we get we get to see a little bit um, less stuff. More back to the subject matter at hand. Like get back to the character's we actually love. Yes. But you know it's going to be some mess because the cliffhanger with Diamond at the end. So it's going to be some goofy mess. So And Keyshawn going to jail. Boss. I don't really even understand how that happened. Oh. And how I think like, that's going to be could... that's going to be very short-lived and then something's going to come back. Yeah. But she it's... needs one thing, sorry. One thing about her, I hope they write her as a little bit stronger. Because my God, not she strong, Brandon. But oh my God, she. But she. You saw uh, unleashed Keyshawn at the very end when she was like actually screaming, and it felt like she needed to scream the whole time. I would have had Diamond she kill him so long ago. I would have had Diamond jack him up so long ago. And also when 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 they were fighting at the Pank in season one, I would have just shot him. <laughs> Like I would have shot him. I don't but really. She pulled the gun out on fam, family. Where they do that? Family. Where they do Fram. that? At? Oh my god. Okay, give me your fist bumps. Oh shit! I'm giving it a a five. Me too. I'm giving. <laughs> we'll overlook. We'll overlook the craziness. We'll overlook the. I'm overlooking the craziness because we're truly, overlooking bad acting. We're I'm gonna. I'm gonna say there are very few shows that I could overlook bad acting and some really wacky stuff in it, but also to get me to come back and be excited for season two or for season three. Now this is great. It's fun. It's special. It's very special. And I, I can't wait to see more. Yeah, me too. So yeah. congrats, Katori and congrats. all of the people behind uh, P Valley. Um, never thought I'd be saying this, but you got a fan in me, girl. You got All a right. fan. <laughs> oh my god! What was that? I don't know. You got a fan in me. You Is got a family. Ooh, oh, the family. You got oh, a family. Good. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, y'all! Please watch it because some of the words are so funny. I've Truly. never actually heard somebody say "family" before, but I'm obsessed. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you my family, Brandon. Oh, you my family with two Whitney. All right. <sighs> okay, you guys. So we'll be right back with some trivia. And we're back. Are you ready, Brandon? Yeah. You want me to go first or you? I'm going to go first. Okay. 
What is Solange's middle name? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go with she doesn't have a middle name. Is that your final answer? Uh, can I phone a friend? <laughs> no. No. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. That's really weird. I don't know. So I'm going to say either, she doesn't have a middle name. It's either Piaget or Pidget. <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled P-I-A-G-E-T. Wait, are you kidding? I'm not kidding. <laughs> Pidget. Piaget or Pidget? Her mom was wrong for that. I mean, she gave really? Giselle. <laughs> Beyonce. Giselle. That's better. I mean, I think that's amazing. Uh but I think that Pidget. Pidget. Piaget or Pidget? I think it's probably Piaget. I think it's Piaget because P I A G G T. Piaget. Piaget. All right. Oh, wow. That was pretty funny. I did not know that. And that is a horrible middle name. So yeah. that's probably why she only goes by Solange. Okay, so my trivia question is quite fun and shocked me when I found this answer out. Um, Which black comedian holds the the record for the longest run on SNL? Is it A, Eddie Murphy, B, Kenan Thompson, Mm -hmm. C, Maya Rudolph, or D, Tim Meadows? Kenan Thompson. Yes, that's correct. But can you guess how many years... It's been over 20. No, it's been 18. How the fuck oh. did you think it's been over 20? He started in 2003. Okay, that it's 18. I'm not that far off. No, but I, I that shocked me. What? Yeah. Um, he just Do something his, else. He recently got his... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Quit that job. Quit that. Come on, man. You're getting a time. Beyonce said... <laughs> Leave that white devil. Lord, let him go. Lord. Lord, let God. him go. Uh, he's he's no, a 30-year contract. Yeah. <laughs> Just so long. I was honestly, my mind, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What were you going to say? He recently got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And I thought they said they got, he got it for his 20th. I thought... Uh, so that's why I thought I was over 20, but, um, I guess it was 18, but he recently got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and, um, like he talks about that. I watched his little acceptance speech, um, and he talks about like being on SNL, I thought for two decades, but I guess almost two decades is probably what he said. And, uh, yeah. So Nuts. he's just, and, and like, he just, like, have you seen him in anything else? He also invited Kel. To be to come to the ceremony, but he was unfortunately busy, so he couldn't come. But oh. and he mentioned that he was like, "I really wish my brother Kel was here because I wouldn't be here without him." That's actually really like I wish Kel had gone because like that's what we need to see. Yeah, we do. He should have been like, "Well, you know what? Uh, we what was Kel doing?" I don't know. <laughs> the fact that we're questioning his schedule. What were you doing? But like, but you you know, like if you got a Walk of Fame star, I'll be there. <laughs> Yeah, he said he was. Busy. Unless it's like my wedding day, but like y'all, so you should be there for my wedding day. So like, what schedules got to change? Yeah, I don't know. 
Come on, Kel. All right. Well, um, that's a one for Whitney and a zero for Brandon. We'll be right back with our final segment where we're going to give away some roses. Okay, guys, we are back for our last segment and we are giving roses away to one of the most iconic, prolific stylists producers, songwriters, singers that honestly just does not get enough credit. It is the one and only Raphael Sadiq. And uh, I don't know your relationship with him, Whitney, but this man has gotten me to think about how I dress mm. better. He has made some mo- some of the most iconic music mm-hmm. for us and produced and wrote so much incredible music. He is the engine, an engine of just like amazingness. Um, yeah, I don't know. I first, I think I first like heard his voice in Tony Tony Tone, um, and he has that smooth, like it, he's one of the rare male voices that I actually mm-hmm. really really enjoy listening to because I don't like when guys sound so whiny when they yeah. sing. And I think a lot of people like back in the day sort of sounded like that. So I've never really loved like male singers, but he stood out because he is smooth. And when I remember being obsessed with him in like high school, because I was like, who is this man? Just like I found out that he like produced Milkshake and and, like Mm -hmm. wrote half of like fucking Khalees' songs and like I'm just like, oh my God, like that was back in the days when I was like, Khalees was really big and hot and learning about who he was and writing so many songs. And we already talked about Solange. I didn't realize he wrote half of the songs that uh, on her first album. Well, what's that? The second album? Let's see the did table. he write them or did he produce them? He produced them. Okay. Produced. Produced. But I'm sure he wrote, if I look it up, like he is a great writer. He's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, you asked me earlier what my relationship is, or you don't know what my relationship is with, with Raphael Sadiq, and I will say it's very simple. If he is attached to it, I know it's about to be popping. Oh, it's going to be popping. <laughs> I know it's about to be popping. Um, do you remember we actually got to see him together in concert at, uh, at Afropunk? Yes. Yeah, many years ago. Yes. And he was doing it then, but like, I mean. There's a few loved, things I want to identify. So many of his albums. Yeah. Yes. And I, there's a few things I want to identify as like some of his best work um, that I think go across his whole, um, his whole, like, he's such a, a multi-hyphenate. Um, he's a songwriter. He does production. He's a great collaborator. Um, he's a composer. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, he wrote a lot of songs for TV shows and movies. Yes. Oh, you don't want to talk about that. And mm-hmm. um, but D'Angelo's Untitled, how um, does it feel? Was um, produced by Raphael Sadiq, um, which, if you know me, you know that's one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, he also was um, the composing the composer of Insecure. Uh, if you know me, you know that's one of my favorite mm-hmm. um, like soundtracks <laughs> of all time. Um, and then, um, his fifth solo album, um, Jimmy Lee, um, which, uh, came out in 2019 
I actually didn't listen to it when it first came out. I was busy. But <laughs> doing what? <laughs> I'm like, Kel, I was busy. Uh, clearly. <laughs> oh my god. Um, no, but I was um uh, his studio came out in twenty his fifth studio album came out in twenty nineteen. It's named after his brother, his older brother who died of a of drug overdose in the nineteen nineties. But um during the pandemic, I actually listened to um him describe a few of the songs on Song Exploder, which if you have not checked out, it's one of the best podcasts, music podcasts that exist. Um at one point What's somewhere, it called? Song Exploder. Song Exploder. I've never heard of that. Yeah, when I was we're still working at PBS like many moons ago, we were actually exploring a series for it. Um, but all that being said, it is um, all about just like talking to the artist uh, about like literally what it, everything that they did to lead up to a certain album. I mean, a certain song, particular song. And then they take you through the making of the entire song and they like play you snippet, wait that is and then they stop. so cool you then they know you i love that and then they stop yeah and he i'm actually went, upset you've never told me about this podcast i'm very sorry um but i it's one of my favorite podcasts of all time and you have to listen to the episode that he does about um his like uh i forget the name of the song but off of um off of jimmy lee okay but, he talks about it and I listened to the whole album after that. And like, I was just like, wow, wow. Like he's just different. Like he's just built different. He's built different. I fell in love with his solo work with the way I see it. Mm. It's it's from 2008 and it's very like doo-wop and funk. Yeah. And it's so honestly is, it's incredible from beginning to end. And when we saw him in Afropunk, he performed most of that album. So I was getting my life. I did want him to perform more of his hits at that one. I'm not going to lie. I do remember feeling that way. I was like, ooh, mm. <laughs> can I get a few more hits? But um, I will say this. He also, you brought up something that I love about him is that he transcends a lot of genres. Um, and he kind of like plays in different areas. Um, and when you talk, when you listen to him on the song Exploder, um episode you're gonna be like oh man this is why um he's, he's yeah but so you have good. to i'm gonna send you that podcast and everyone else who's listening definitely check out that podcast you owe it to yourself it is such a good episode so you just go down to like Raphael sadiq in the song exploder i think they haven't done a new season in a while so you should be able to find it pretty quickly but, that, but that's also fun to go back if they're doing episodes like that I honestly don't think they are because I follow them and I haven't seen anything come up uh, by in my feed for a long time. Um, and then also, um, as we close it out on this incredible artist, uh, I also am just learning how much I love people from the Bay. And I love that he's from Oakland. I think that's amazing. <laughs> um, I have so many friends and family. Fran- uh, oh, and family, <laughs> thank you, uh, from the Bay. And um, there is a certain swag, and he definitely brings that to his his music. And so, anyway, all he, that being said. He, he definitely has the swag. But I also, before we go, because we didn't mention Lucy Pearl. Oh, 
Ooh, um, okay. That that one good song that they had. It was a very short lived group with the homegirl from In Vogue, but that shit was good. Okay. You remember how it goes? Go ahead, sing it to him. I want to dance tonight. Dance I want to toast tonight. Toast tonight. <laughs> I spend my money tonight. Spend my money. Get tonight. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was so good. Oh it was so good. And, oh, yeah. you know, uh, you sang uh, anniversary to your dog on Instagram the other day. And you know he oh, wrote and produced that. Yes. From Tony. Oh, the Tony other Jones. day. And literally, my dog's anniversary is June 10th. It is a crisp uh, middle of August. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the other day. It wasn't, you know, yeah, last yeah. year. Time is a construct. <laughs> Speaking of yeah. which, you won't see us for a while. So we hope that all of you are staying hydrated. Staying happy and watching so very much TV. We can't hear, wait to hear all the things that you watch when we get back. Oh my gosh, yes, please, you guys. Also, remember to like, subscribe, share our stories, share our podcast to your friends and family. We would love to continue to grow as we take a little hiatus, but we will be back. And we want to see more of your comments and more of everything that you've been watching as we are away. But we were going to come back stronger than ever. So that being said, farewell. See you in season two. See you in season two. Bye. Bye.